business. The blog and podcast for game changers and innovators in the construction industry. So hello and welcome to this episode number 107 of the AEC Business Podcast. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Todd Wyand, Director of Creative Marketing at Applied Software and the host of the Bridging the Gap podcast. And we are going to discuss innovation in the construction industry. Todd, it's uh, great to have you on the podcast, and this time you're being the guest. That's right. <laughs> a little role reversal for me, but thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's always nice to see fellow podcasters in, in this same sector. So let's uh, start off by you telling us a, a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, so... You mentioned I'm director of creative marketing at Applied Software. I've been there seven years, but my entire career before that has has been in the world of of marketing. Uh, coming into Applied was my my first foray into the the world of AEC, and I have kind of fallen in love with that space over the last seven years, especially zeroing in on construction. And I, we started the, the podcast Bridging the Gap two years ago, which really centers around construction innovation. And during that time, just hearing all the the stories of the innovators that are out there and the people that are trying to move the industry forward is is really encouraging and, and contagious. And so it's uh, developed a, a big passion for the industry that I, I didn't know about seven years ago. So I'm very uh, excited and uh, fortunate to to have come into the space and be able to have all these great conversations. Yeah. So, so can you tell us a bit about your company? Yeah. So applied software has been around for 40 years. Next year, we celebrate the, the big 40th anniversary. It started as an Autodesk reseller. And so that's where we are still, that's part of our business is, is the Autodesk software. Uh, we've expanded out over the, the 40 years as well to have a couple other arms of of the company, if you will. Uh, one is a big consulting bench. So we go into clients and, and help advise them and, and partner with them on how to create more efficient workflows, really regardless of software. And then we have another part of our company that does custom development work as well. And so whether that's a, a one-off on a client and helping their workflow, or we've developed our own software applications really kind of picking up from where the, the Autodesk software might stop or where there's maybe a, a gap in the workflow. We've created different solutions there to to help plug that in and it really centered around the MEP space, that vertical. We, we spun off about four years ago, a sister company called Evolve MEP that really helps started by helping the, the MEP guys in their transition from AutoCAD to Revit. It's expanded out from there over the last four years as well. But um, yeah, that's kind of the, the origin and the, the crux of applied software though. You talk, talked about what you're doing, but do you have a vision in business and, and what is it? Yeah, great question. Uh, so our, our mission at Applied is to empower clients uh, transform industries and champion innovation. And we take that really serious. So uh, on the vision aspect, uh, I like to pull out that empower others. And uh, we do that and I do that personally. My personal vision 
and complies under the the applied umbrella is to, to really empower others by equipping them with the knowledge and the information that they need to succeed. And so that's where on the, the podcast kind of got born out of was how do we have conversations with leaders and, and people that are, are trying to change the industry or uh, the technology that is making an impact? And how do we bring that to as many people as we can, not to sell any software, but just to help educate and to, to train or to um, help move the, the industry forward on that front? I, I think that education and information is a is a very powerful tool and, and nobody should really hold on to it with a, an iron fist. You should share it out and, and spread the word as much as you can. Yeah, I, I think we share the vision. Uh, sounds very much like what, what I'm trying to do as well. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, just talking of innovation and and construction, in the construction sector, we all we talk a lot about the need to improve productivity. And many innovations focus uh, specifically on productivity. But uh, there are certainly other areas where we can also be innovative. Uh, well, we could probably talk for a couple hours on, <laughs> on different areas of, <laughs> of innovation. I, I'm going to maybe boil it down to three areas. Uh, one, I, I think, is the adoption of technology. I think that, you know, they're, rightfully so, there's that focus on productivity and, and what it does at the end of the day. But very few people have a, a a plan or at least communicate that plan of how are you actually going to adopt the technology and the software that you're bringing in. And without that implementation plan and, and really being thoughtful in that, my personal opinion, it, you're setting yourself up for failure because it's software, there is no silver bullet. There is no uh, one ring to, to rule them all. And if you go in thinking that or just like, oh, well, we, you know, we're rolling out the software. It's going to just work. You are really putting yourself at a disadvantage. And so I think somehow to be able to track how you compare to the industry average of adopting technology could be a cool KPI metric that, that people track along. But it, I think that there's the construction industry can go a long way in how uh, on the innovation front, how do you adopt tech. I think that the second kind of call out of innovation or improvement for the, the industry is around collaboration, which has become such a big buzzword in the industry. And what I find fascinating, I've had several conversations around what does collaboration mean to you? And, and just asking that question, I've gotten such a wide range of responses from people that everybody defines collaboration differently. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> it seems like such an easy <laughs> word and concept, but it is very nuanced in, in what that means and what part of the segment of the industry you're in. And, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, just the, the need to have more conversations earlier in the process. And that sounds easier said than done, which it, it really probably is easier said than done because it takes an entire mindset shift and it takes people to be willing and risking to do something very differently in the process than what has been done before. Um, and, and so that's, that's scary for a, a lot of people to, to really totally change mindset. And then the, the third aspect 
that I would pull out on innovation is culture for construction. And what I mean by that is I'm a big believer in that you need to take time to get to know the person behind the employee. I think construction can fall into the trap too often of you are what you do. And that's where the the value and, and worth kind of comes in. But, and, and you see that with the just skyrocketing mental health rates mm-hmm. that are, are going on in the, the industry. If construction, and this is turning some, the, the tide is, is turning on this, but uh, if we take the time to really invest in culture and to, to know the people outside of work and, you know, what are they passionate about? What do they like? What are their interests? What do they not like? Who are, who do they work better with and, and why, and, and really take the time to build that out. I think a lot of those other things kind of fall into place the the collaboration aspect that I mentioned earlier that falls into place because that trust starts to be built. And that's the, the fundamental ingredient really between all three of those of adopting tech and getting the plan and having good collaboration and communication and that healthy culture. So it was a, a long-winded answer, but those are, those are my three kind of segments I'd call out. Mm, very good. Yeah. I like, I, I, I like those, especially collaboration, as you said, that's so uh, elemental to this industry because every project in on every project, we have so many companies and individuals who have to collaborate and oftentimes for the first time. <laughs> so that it's, it's not the same team always. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really uh, essential. And, and the culture aspect as well, because, Construction, after all, is is not totally just technology or hardware. It's also a people business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and on the the collaboration front, you know, you mentioned that people are having to interact with each other a lot of times for the the first time. I think one of the the detriments of the industry is is how a lot of the the contracts are are based. Is it builds in this inherent distrust and kind of forced collaboration between these different stakeholders that maybe don't know each other, or if they do, maybe they don't like each other, or they don't really trust the other person to, to share all the information. So they're, they're not really collaborating. They're, they're talking with each other, but they're not collaborating in the sense of, of what true collaboration is of that partnership and the teamwork and everybody pulling in, in different or in the same direction, but doing different areas. There's this, uh, cover your back mentality that is, is needed in, in, with all the litigation that, that happens. But if, if we could change that, I think we can really see a lot of strides on, on innovation across the board. As well, trust is very important. And the problem perhaps is that oftentimes construction and a project is kind of a zero sum game so mm-hmm. if you win the other guy loses and the other the, the, the way around so that's that's maybe the problem oftentimes that leads to this situation um so you already talked talked about adaption of technology and innovation uh, innovation requires tolerance for experimentation and and failure as you as you stated how would you foster innovation in a construction sector firm yeah it's a great question. Uh, I think you start by resetting expectations and that it it is okay to fail. I know that that is a scary four letter word. <laughs> uh, and, and I hate saying that word. I'm a 
very competitive person and I like to win and come out on top. So <laughs> failure is, is, is icky to me in, in a lot of ways, but uh, it's okay to fail. What it's not okay to do is to not learn from your failures. Everybody fails. Everybody comes up short. And, and if you're learning along the way from those, then you're able to get better with each successive time that you do it. And really that's the goal that we should be going for. The not failing is just setting yourself up for failure because you are going to fail at something at some point and probably multiple times at that same something <laughs> until you figure it out and get it right. I, th I think that the second part of really fostering the innovation culture is to explain the why behind why you're doing something out of the, the innovation, what you're rolling out all too often in construction, there's the, the big disconnect between the office and the field because they're not explaining why they're doing something. They just either assume that people know the reason or they, they don't care. And then it's just, this is how it's going to happen. This is what we're rolling out now. This is just go do it. And it, people aren't just cogs in the machine for <laughs> lack of a, a better phrase. If you take the time, explain the why people and get that buy-in people are more likely to, to opt into it and, and to do it with a lot of passion and, and to be like, yeah, okay, I'm on board. It's, it's human nature to be resistant to change. I've been, I just finished reading this book called uh, how to fly a horse by Kevin Ashton. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it's a really interesting book on the, the history of innovation and, and creativity. And it's it, one of his arguments in, in the book is that humans have this uh, kind of paradox in that our, in order to survive as a race, we have to be leery of change. And so we, we push change away because that's, it's unknown and you know, that could be threatening, but also in order to survive, we have to change and we have to adapt and we have to do new things. And, and so there's this weird tension that exists within humans, but when you take the time to explain what's going on, that tension eases some because the fear of the unknown becomes less unknown because now you have a cause and you have a reason to go into that direction. And, um, I, I think, yeah, resetting expectations, explaining the why. And certainly also involving the employees to in, in the in, in innovation in, at some point so that they can actually know before just not just uh, saying that, OK, now this is the way we work from now on, but instead have them uh, take part of the innovation process. Yeah, well, absolutely. I, I think that, you know, having that feedback loop is is so important and kind of going back to you're going to fail aspect of it is you might have a why you're doing something that you think is, is foolproof, but then you start testing it and it doesn't really match with why you're trying to do it or the goals that you're trying to accomplish. And you have to have that feedback loop from the people that are doing it day in and day out to know, all right, this isn't working the way we want and to pull the plug, which that's a scary thing too, especially if you've invested a lot of time and, and money into it to say, this isn't working the way we want. Let's either change the, the goals or change out altogether of, of the direction that we're going. 
and let's move this way and having that that feedback loop you're or not having that feedback loop you are not able to get that that insight to be able to pull so you might be going in a, a terrible direction and, and never even know it and we know that construction is a cyclical business where the ups and downs of the economy seem to determine the success of, of a company but um how can we how do you think a company in this industry can become more resilient and not so much being dictated by the uh, by the economy this may sound a little cliche but i mean innovation is the lifeblood here uh, and the the way to kind of break out as much as you can from that uh, economy cycle uh, and you're always going to be impacted by it somewhat uh, that's just how it, it kind of goes but uh Construction becomes a, a factor of the economy, I think, in large part because we are we're living in this paradigm of of not fully leveraging the technology that we have available and that we have at our fingertips. And, and what I mean by that is we need to really find a way to, to harness the tech to work for us. You know, the the vast majority of jobs in the construction industry are going pretty well. It's those 10 to 20% of the jobs that go really badly <laughs> and that can cause real problems for us. And so if we can figure out how to leverage the technology to better identify those jobs earlier and then put our focus and attention there to solve them and to figure out what is going wrong with that, what is the the problem at play at this job and throw our resources at that, we can turn those 10 to 20% of the jobs into those other jobs that are are going well, and instead right now, all too often, we're focused kind of equal attention on all the jobs across the board. And with that, that, that 10 to 20% really has a big weight. But if we can identify those earlier, throw the resources at them, that becomes less. And so when you go into a period of some economic downturn, that doesn't have the outsized weight that it does uh, if you weren't kind of paying attention to that and, and, and focusing in on that. So, you know, the, the old adage of, of work smarter, not harder. Uh, technology is a, a great resource in that endeavor. And I think that the last 18 months have proven construction can adapt technology, can change their workflows and can do it very quickly and very successfully when they're all bought in. And this is, you know, kind of burn the ships mentality, <laughs> uh, and it, yeah, I, I really like to see that attitude continue on. And I, I think it will. I think a lot of people have have bought into tech and saw the real world success of it in, in a way that they thought was just kind of theoretical beforehand. Innovation and communication and marketing are connected, I think. And and you are a marketing professional. But but oftentimes as as Certainly, you have also seen the the news about the construction industry in the mainstream media. Talk about cost overruns, um, perhaps some shady business practices and failures. How should we improve our communication to make uh, a different kinds kind of stories breakthrough? Uh -huh. How much time do you have? <laughs> uh, Maybe so that's, this is another other episode, but. <laughs> This is a, a soapbox issue for me. There's a huge marketing and perception problem in the construction industry. 
And I think it stems from us as an industry do a really bad job as a general rule of sharing our narrative and sharing the technology and innovation that exists in this space. And so we leave it to other people to share what's going on in the construction industry that don't know what's going on in the construction industry. And so they're relying on these old stereotypes that may or may not have even been true, you know, 50 years ago of <laughs> construction of, you know, you, you see construction on TV and it's the, you know, the dumb guy in the corner swinging a hammer and hitting his thumb or something. And that's just go to a construction site in today's world. And you, you don't see that. Doing you know? that. <laughs> yeah. There's you know, drones and robotics, <laughs> all this really cool stuff. I think people would be just mind blown if they actually went to a job site today to see what actually happens and construction doesn't share those stories that the people in the industry aren't telling others what they're doing they're not sharing it and i've been diving into it a lot because as a marketer i'm like this is why are we not sharing these cool stories this is there's a lot of really fascinating things happening in this industry and in my opinion the next decade of construction is going to be just be so exciting with everything that's that's coming in. And I really think construction is going to be at the forefront of a lot of innovation and technology over the next decade across different industries, but people don't know that. So it's this really great unkept secret, but it doesn't need to be an unkept secret. People need to get out there. They need to share. They need to talk about what they're doing. Uh, and they, anyway, the, I was going to go down a, a trail and then I went down that rabbit trail. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of it stems from construction being a, a humble industry that the, the people in construction, they just want to do their job and they want to do it well. And they want to build the building and they take pride in that, which is awesome. I, I love the, the humility aspect in construction, but the detriment of that is this problem is that nobody's telling their story if you're not the one telling your story. And so really em embrace that. And that it's, it's not coming across as egotistical. If you're the one telling your story, you can still be humble and say, look at this building. Construction is a cool industry. You're building stuff that didn't exist before and you're building it out of the ground with willpower and, <laughs> and might uh, and just so much creative problem solving. And so I, I think we, we have to do a better job of, of telling that and, and sharing that and then showing that people are so visual in today's world. So we need to, be taking pictures and we need to be sharing out the videos and, and bringing in the, the human success stories of construction as well, too. Uh, very few industries you can come in at a very, you know, ground-based level and go really anywhere in the industry that your heart desires from, uh, you know, an apprenticeship to back-end office and admin or in marketing or up to the, the CEO of a firm or, and, you know, go over and help on the, the design side. And there's that options are endless in construction, but nobody knows that. And we all live in the built environment. So it's all around us. Everything we do happens in the built environment, unless we are living in a, in, in a forest or something. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody has to touch construction. And yet that's what's so perplexing is that everybody interacts with the construction industry, whether they are aware of it or not, 
yet it's maybe one of the most misunderstood industries out there right now of people not knowing what's actually happening. What has delighted you most most uh, recently? I love that. I, I think it's really important to find delight in your work and, and be content with that. Um, one of the things that I really appreciate at Applied Software is it's a big focus to bring communities together. And so we take the time to really invest a lot in in building communities and bringing the innovators together. So we're working on a, a big industry trade show event right now called MEP Force. It's our, our fourth year. It's happening at the, the end of August. And so we'll have 2,000 plus people coming in. And it, what's delightful about that is just the the people that, that come in and the, the relationships that get formed and the conversations that, that happen. And I think being able to be the kind of the facilitator of that and to help set the, the framework and the, be that connection point is, is really something special that, that you don't get at a lot of places. And to have a company that's willing to not only spend the money, but spend the time and the resources and the labor of love to build something like that and to sustain it over multiple years is that's something really special to to be a part of because it doesn't happen at a, a lot of people a lot of places and so you know going back to our, our mission of the empower clients transform industries and uh, transform champion innovation transform industries uh, i feel like applied does a great job of not only talking the talk but then walking it and, and living that out and so that's um that's what is delighting me right now for sure is being that connection point so is your event going to be uh, all virtual or, or or a hybrid event? So yeah, we uh, we're doing a hybrid approach this year. So we're having, uh, like I said, there's two thousand people coming in. There's seventy classes. Those are all virtual, uh, and then we're having three in person, kind of what we're calling our block parties, that are in three different cities across the United States to pull in that that in person touch and to have some start getting back into some in-person networking yeah we are all, all looking forward to that right now because we have spent <laughs> so much time in front of our screens well um i think this has been an exciting discussion and as you said we can we could dig in more uh, on on er any every topic that we we touched uh, today but um, if we want to con con uh, continue discussion with you, uh, how how can our listeners best contact you? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn. If you want to contact me personally, is it's probably the the best way. I think I maybe the only Todd Wyant out there. Uh, <laughs> Wyant's not that common of a, <laughs> of a last name, so you should be able to find me pretty easy. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. But uh, if you want to find out more on Applied software, the, that website's asti.com. And then Bridging the Gap, the, the podcast is bridgingthegappod.com. And you can, we're on all the, the major podcast players there as well, too. So would love to have any conversations. I, I, I love talking with, with new people and, and finding out what is uh, intriguing them and, and what they're passionate about, too. So feel free to, to reach out.
Todd, it has been a pleasure talking to you and um, let's keep in touch. Absolutely. Thanks so much. This is great. Thanks for listening. For more stories and news about construction industry innovation and technology, visit aec-business.com.